Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. This is episode 97 on the Hashtag Get Married Podcast. Woohoo! Welcome to the Hashtag Get Merry Podcast, helping you live your healthiest, your happiest, your most merriest life possible. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas, aka the Merry Mix Sisters, aka the Marys. So are you ready? Let's get merry. Well, we are so excited because we are back on the Merry Couch. We have a name for it. It's definitely the Merry Couch. It's going (laughs) to stick. And we're even more excited because we have our good friend Rachel Jensen with us today. Now, Rachel blogs about health, wealth and happiness for working mums. I got it right, didn't I? You did. Yeah. (laughs) And you are also the founder of the School Hours Entrepreneur. Uh, The School Hours Entrepreneur's website is a podcast. Yes. Cool. To help... These working mums escape the nine-to-five grind so good. to do their own thing, Yeah, take op- take advantage of that opportunity to do your own thing at home online so that they can have a little bit more life balance because that's the thing that's in shortest supply when you have a job and kids and, and you still would like to do your own thing but not kill yourself with overwhelm at the same yeah, time. Yeah, totally. So we went to an event last week and it was called the Soul Sacred Sister something. Circle, magic, circle, whatever. So it was a circle of some sort <laughs> and it was a sister thing. There's so many women's so circles many up here. We, I don't know what it's called. But anyway, it was a sister and it was a circle. And uh, we went. <laughs> was that Bex? event? No. no I did a different one. Yeah, wow, see? Confusing. Okay. Um, and what we were talking about, we ended up, on a tangent, but yep. we we're talking about social media. Really? And there was a 14-year-old girl there and she was talking about social media and we were like in shock of like how she was talking about social media. And So we've been talking about it all week. I'm like, who can we talk to about social media with teenagers? Because like we don't have teenagers and we don't, we don't know anything about this. We need to talk to Rach. <laughs> <laughs> because poor Rach, she's the only woman over 40 we actually know. <laughs> I, I love feel like you, such an old woman around you. No, too. I love you. Stop it! <laughs> I'm so excited to be here because you—it's like I said in that story. You're just like—it's like being in a champagne glass with yeah. all this energy we and bubbles. You. And so, look, you know, thank you for asking me to be here, and because it's actually a topic that scares the Jesus mm. out of me. Because um, I don't actually have a teenager yet. She's very close. So mm-hmm. my my daughter is 12 and a half, and I have a 10 year old son. So it's an issue that is looming huge on the horizon. Yeah. And as a journo, I, I'm, I'm a journalist by trade and I do lots of interviews and have done lots of research. Um, and as a health coach, I've also done a fair bit of work around the impact of social media and tech on mm-hmm. women of my age group. So perhaps if I sort of explain how I've come on that path yeah. because – so I'm 45 um, – 
quite happy to admit my age. That's all good. <laughs> I don't feel it. Yeah, we most days. Some you days definitely I feel don't. Age. You, you don't look it. You don't seem it at all. Yeah. Some days I feel eighty. <laughs> However, so when I first I did the same health coaching courses as uh, you two, as you know. So when I came out of that and started talking to women of my age group, I, I explained to them that we're actually the busiest generation of mothers mm. in history to date. And we possibly always will be because I see your generation coming through and being much smarter and having different opportunities to create a more balanced lifestyle. And we've probably learned we've from you guys. Like well, every generation as well. learns yeah. From, yeah. The, from the women who paved yeah. the pathway before mm-hmm. them. So I'm not um, it's not about saying that mm. uh, generations before that didn't work mm-hmm, hard. My mm. mother still works full time. My grandmother worked yeah. full time. They're amazing ladies, you know. And um, But my generation was the first generation of girls who went to university in mm. large numbers in Australia. Wow. So this is um, in the late 80s, oh. early 90s. So we, we actually went to uni and sought careers um, in larger numbers than the boys for the first time. I guess thing is crazy that that was not that long ago, and that feels like a long time ago. It's like it's like a holy moly, like yeah, women are amazing. Yeah, see, my uh. mum's generation, it was all about just getting a job, and, and when you fell pregnant, had a family, then that that yeah. was the, kind of the end of that for a lot of them. Not all of them. Mum still worked, and and there were others that stuck in there, but. This was the first time that women were really girls were encouraged to think about a career, mm. and uh, we were full on. You know, feminism was the way to be, and mm. and, it, and we went to uni. And I, for one, was um, you know, this was my life goal was to be a journalist. Mm-hmm. I mentioned yeah. to you, I, I was not interested in marriage and children. I was going to have my own life. I, I ended up with both of those things, and I'm, yeah. I'm grateful for the three people that make up my family unit. I love my husband and my kids, and I would never trade them. However, what happened as a result of that is this, we all came out the other end, we have careers, but we also reached an age where children came into the equation Mm -hmm. and we wanted to be mums as well, Mm -hmm. not everyone. So we did that because, you know, in order to have a family, that's what you have to do. But then you come out the other side and and you had to make a choice. We didn't didn't want to give up our careers. We'd worked hard. Mm. You know, I worked hard for my career as a journalist. You know, I worked for 20-something years as a a career journal and and in a male-dominated field, you had to work hard and prove yourself every day. At the same time, I still want to be the best mum I can be. I'm a super high achiever. Yeah. And, (laughs) you know, I'm writing a book about about this phenomenon but you come out the other end and you don't want to give up what's yours yeah what what fills you up as a person but at the same time you want to be there for your kids so we've got this generation of women who are trying to do it all on top of that came the internet mm-hmm. all right so when I was working first as a cadet reporter hotmail was all the rage my husband and I were traveling the world and we still had to we had to use internet cafes every now and then to write home I was still running postcodes a postcards home. Yeah. Wow. You know? So, and the iPhone was actually born the same year as my son. Now, my son mm-hmm. is 10. He was born in 2007, and that was the year the iPhone was born. So, when my daughter was born, we rang people to say we'd had a baby. Now, people, there's a YouTube video of the birth on oh before my God. you can even blink. Yeah. So, I've explained to the women that I blog for and that I work with that. We are super busy. My yeah. mum worked, but she wasn't this busy, 
right? My grandmother worked but she wasn't mm-hmm. busy. It's, it's this busyness of constantly being on the go. We're mm-hmm. jamming everything in and technology has exacerbated that because we're constantly online, right? We're mm-hmm. checking Facebook. And we're doing like, well, not where, but like everyone's doing five things at once exactly. instead of one it's thing like at once. It's like sensory overload. Yeah, it's like just... And it like, is. It's information overload. Yeah. And there's plenty of research to show that. So what we read and consume in a day, our ancestors didn't even consume in a lifetime. That's Far crazy. Out. Absolutely. So the so our brain is evolving. Whoa. But at the same time, our body is that ancient system, mm. okay, and can't evolve as quickly as Apple can or Google can. Far out. <laughs> Far out. So we can't. This, this information overload taxes our physical system, our physiology and our, our you know, our adrenals mm-hmm. and yep. all our stress system is constantly on simply mm-hmm. yeah. by busyness, which affects our hormones and women, yeah. of course, with hormones, <laughs> we, we have such a love-hate relationship oh, with gosh. them. So, and, but we don't understand what's happening yeah. because people just are not, we're not taught this at a basic level mm. of how our body works and we what affects totally well, it. Should be. We, we, should, we should be taught this at school, but it's like they teach you the wrong things at school. Like yeah. the, the algebra. Well, no, I've my, never well, my used daughter's that. in first year of high school and they do teach health, but it's still very it's, much the standard. Yeah. yeah. Issue. Well, Carl, you're doing your PT training. They're doing the dietary Diet, requirements. Like the, the like dietary the, guidelines, like the, what I was reading them out to I you. Was like, I was like, what? They're telling me to eat. Like they're still telling me to eat margarine. They're still telling me to like stay away from coconut oil, blah, blah. I and know no fat. Conspiracy. Um, yeah, stay away from fat, All like all this. I'm learning that now yes. and I'm like, well, I don't want to do an assignment on this. No, but, and for my daughter who's 12 yeah. or 13 and she's got a teacher saying this, this and this oh. from the curriculum and she's looking at me coming home, mum, you should hear what we learned in health today. And so we sit at the table discussing wow. it and I say to her, just write the assignment to pass. Yeah. You are not there to lead a revolution yeah. as much as she would like to. I said that 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 will happen, you know. And but it's great because we can discuss those issues, yeah. and the system will change. I have great faith that, yeah. that things are changing. But you you know there there is an authority, and that is the uh, information that the authorities are currently still sticking yeah. with. And and science takes a little while to catch up yeah. because it is a slow process. So I have I have faith, but. Anyway, so we, we have this situation where we're under so much pressure, we're overwhelmed and we're busy and women are trying to maintain their career and their job. Some of them are working because they have to, mm-hmm. you know, to put food on the table. Life is expensive. We're trying to provide the best life we can for our kids. Looking after children is taxing. And so women are still doing two roles. They're trying because what happened is the, the corporate world and they said, yes, you can have your tertiary education, you can have your career, welcome to the office, but we're not shifting any timeframes or any structures to to help you. You still have to look after your family. You just have to fit it all in. See, nothing changed for men. They're yeah. still doing the same thing. And I'm I'm not a man. It, it's not a them and the them and us thing. <laughs> not it's man. Not a, man haters. No, no, no. Nothing like we that. We love the men. <laughs> some, most, most of them. <laughs> some of them. Nice not one. Of them. But you should help out more at home. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you marry a good one. Right? Subliminal messages. How about at home? <laughs> I, mar- I married a good one. I made sure that he was house trained. So. Excellent. Look, so it, it's just that the structure hasn't changed and it is changing. Yeah. These things are changing but it takes time. But at the mm. coalface are women like me who were trying to do it all and typically feeling that they were failing on mm. multiple levels every day and the overwhelm came. But tech came Tech came along at the same time mm-hmm. and it, and. The issue for for this generation of parent is that 
And I did the, an interview, I'll, I'll tell you about it, but we're also having to raise children for the tech world, for, mm. the, for the cyber world at the same time mm. and no one's done it before. My yeah. mum did not have to worry about this, That's right? That's so true. All of the issues that have come along with oh. it has added this huge extra layer mm-hmm. of life for these women and dads but, you know, it, largely mums who are making a lot of the decisions and dealing with a lot of the issues. Again, not always. So not only is tech affecting our lives as a grown-up and and these women, okay, so we all jumped on the face, all of this technology has happened without us asking for it, Mm -hmm. without us realising what's happening. It's like junk food, right? Yeah. People eat Junk food, takeaway food, drive-through food because it's normal. Yeah, and, um, I'm doing the italics to the, to the the girls, bunny ears, the inverted commas, because it's normal. Yeah. because everybody else does it, therefore I'll do it. Yeah. yeah, okay, without thinking whether or not it's a good thing, and that is what's happened with tech. We, yeah, we didn't have a say in it; it just sort of happened, and it is just thrown at us. Yeah. And we just go with it. Yeah, and, and it's, it's like, and it it has been a really fast-moving thing, but oh, it also yes. it's like it's just been this steady thing. It's not like we went from like nothing to like on our phones and Facebook straight away. It was like, you know, the chat rooms. It was like just like fast. Well, but it has but been a fast steady, thing though, yeah. because in terms of human evolution, yeah, the 10 years that the iPhone has been around is not even a twinkle in an eye. Yeah. yeah. You know, in, and like I, oh. I remember like year seven and eight and – Probably nine for me. I wasn't on the internet. I wasn't doing any of that. We like, didn't have. Was, I, we didn't, didn't have, have a computer. computer. But we were a bit later because Dad yeah. didn't get one. But we had. Well, can I, you imagine what it's like for? Yeah. yeah. We had a computer lab when I was in year twelve. Oh, yeah. So I did year twelve in oh, yeah, eighty nine. Yeah. But there was like six computers, and that's old school MS DOS type of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Gosh. I when I went to school, they were still teaching girls typing as secretarial Far studies. Out. I know, right? Yeah. So. There's been a lot of change. It was this. We've we're at the coalface of this massive shift, mm. massive shift, and it's exciting. The opportunities mm. are amazing, but it's also completely overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. And as a parent, so I've I've worked with these women who were like so depressed about that because like, you come out of having a career and having a job and then staying home with kids. It's pretty isolating. It's pretty. You, you feel quite small very mm. quickly. As much as you love it on so many levels. So there's all these emotional, mental health and psychological issues and women are not even aware of how – they weren't aware of how Facebook and and social media feeds, Instagram feeds, how this imagery was affecting them. Okay, so we now talk about the show Real Effect, okay? Mm -hmm. We we know that there's a lot of fakery involved. However, what we don't understand and what most people don't understand is how it affects you psychologically and what it triggers through your body you know the thought process mm-hmm. it's very easy and you girls are aware of it mm-hmm. i'm not oh, sorry i'll call you girls okay. you ladies no, no, i don't i don't, I don't get, get bothered offended. by that because i don't mean it like that i call, <laughs> every, I call everyone <laughs> girls hey, and girl. guys <laughs> no i don't mean it to be disrespectful nah. so because women do still get called girls but you never call men boys Right? Yeah. Like I call men of, guys, but pe- yeah. I call everyone guys and then people have said they don't the, like that. Like, yeah, cause, yeah, cause if I call, call girls, girls guys. Keep an eye on that yeah. when you, as you move around and you'll see. I know. You know like, so, you, yeah, anyway, that's just a little thought. Yeah. However, so they don't we, – we're not educated about the mindfulness of the thought process. Mm. You are. I am. We've studied it. We read about it. We've learned Still it. Still bloody we, hard, we try though. To pra- we try yeah, to try. practice. It's a practice, it's right? Full, practice yeah. means you Awareness. have to keep doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. However, for the majority of people, they, they have no idea that the yeah. thought process they have is actually not 
real. Mm. So we have this generation of women who, who have gone online because this has been presented to us without any idea of the impact that it's having on our mental health as well as our physiology, you know, our stress response and, and therefore our hormones, which is weight gain mm-hmm. and la di da di da At the same time, you know, we don't know how to then perhaps teach our children these things. Mm. So, so this tech oh, tsunami has come into our life and we are trying to work it out for ourselves and, and has affected us on these levels of this, this psychological impact. And now we're raising our children. We're the first generation of mums to have to raise our children with this much information and tech mm, yeah. around them. And it's changing so quickly. It's very yeah. hard to keep up with. And, you know, I did an interview, wow, it was before I had my daughter, so 15 years ago with a then expert on, on tech with, with children. Um, a very, very educated man who was based then at Griffith Uni, um, a professor by the name of Glenn Finger. And he was t- talking about the research about there are nine pillars of raising a child in the cyber world. And it, he said, you know, just like you you teach a child to cross the road mm. and how to be safe in the real world, mm. we have to now teach our children how to be safe in the cyber yeah. world. Wow. Yeah. And it's a whole other life. So it's this it, – and it's massive – so, and it's so accessible. Like the kids can is, just like they just can hop on. It, well, if you let them, and and again, yeah, it's this that's issue. It. The, so what's happened? Mm-hmm. What's happened is, and and it's escalating. Originally, people were much more cautious. I think about yeah. their kids having access to it, and and schools have introduced access. Like my daughter, I had to buy her a laptop for school this oh. year, and they have internet access at school, albeit so that's you know 12. controlled. Yeah, well, she's turning 13. Yeah. Some schools you have to um, buy a device for junior school. Like kindergarten? Uh, some schools have a policy that they ask parents to buy uh, an iPad. Yeah, I've seen – remember Emily's kids? I remember yeah, the ages ago. it depends ago. on the school. Our school, it's they high school. Up. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because they they – more and more work. So this year, like my son is grade five, he's 10, and this year it was an optional device for grade five and grade six. And they asked the question, are you buying one? I'm like, no, he oh can't gosh. even keep his hat in his bag. I am not giving him a $2,000 laptop to forget and leave somewhere. Oh, my no, he's God. 10. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, oh God. I love him. He's a great <laughs> kid, but he's a 10-year-old boy. And he, he's like, Mom, what day is it? And I'm like, what day was it yesterday, darling? You know, like, no, I'm not going to give you a $2,000 computer. To- yeah, no. Nah, no nah, way. <laughs> you know, so, but he has an inbox. He's 10 and, oh and that God. is how. An email. Yeah, because the schools are going more and more on. Yeah. on Which I guess is good paperless and things. Yeah. Like there it, are benefits, yeah. absolutely. But there are also, yeah. there is also a downside yeah. because yeah. It, it, you know, and they learn typing now. In junior school, oh my God. they have they actually have to learn how to type from yeah. about grade three, four onwards. Wow! Because all of the testing will eventually be online. Yeah. So you just won't even need a handwriting anymore. Well, so. I said to my son's teacher, I'm like, we are not doing the typing homework because he can't write neatly yet, and one thing at a time. He said, and the teacher, of course, is quite yeah. okay with that. Like it, they're fantastic, but this is the way things are moving. Yeah. So parents became. Oh, wow. Parents became very, very aware of issues like cyberbullying mm. and sexual exploitation. Mm-hmm. What I don't see discussed at all really is, and maybe it's about now it's starting, 
but certainly not enough, is the health impacts and the psychological impacts of being online mm-hmm. and, and in particular with social media and stuff. Like, So there are kids that I know of who are 10 and they have social media accounts. 10? Yeah. Like on Instagram and Snapchat yeah. and stuff. Oh, my. Well, that is so event. young. Well, at the event they said eight. Yes. Well, like, and I guess like, you know, people have their YouTube channels, but then I just feel like – I just feel like Instagram especially, like, it's just like this crazy place. I mean, now they have these, this section where it's like videos you might like. Today, video I might like, were these two girls half naked dancing in G-strings. I'm like, who do, thing, I, who do I follow? Who do I follow? <laughs> what are you first? liking? Who do I follow? <laughs> what do I like? And why? How has the algorithm got me to I here? Know, but it's like, it was, it's full, it's yeah. hot, it's I, almost porn, like, yeah. What the hell? Yeah. So, and this, wow, it is such a rabbit hole. And there, so I'm going to address a couple of those issues mm. for you, if you like. So for me, so my daughter is not on any, my children are not online at mm. all other than. Do they want to be online? Oh, okay. So <laughs> my son, no, he doesn't, he doesn't even, doesn't even, he's not even on Minecraft. He couldn't care less, you know. Cool. Like he's, he's more interested in going surfing with his yeah. dad and thank so like for that. I love it. No, he's really not, but we're kind of making him. <laughs> No, no, he is. Like he trains football twice a week. He does swimming squad. He's mm. very fit. And, yeah. But that was a choice that I've made yeah. to encourage him to do that for yeah. good reason. Yeah. I think it's so, so good. good. And so good for boys especially even though like I can just it see is, that. Yeah. Because I don't want him gaming. I yeah. have always had very strict screen time rules. There is none during the week. They are wow. only allowed – Tay's only allowed to – my son is only allowed to watch a movie, not TV, a movie wow. on a Saturday or a Sunday. Just Provide, one. Just one. Provided that he has washed the car, skateboarded, wow. ridden his bike, played sport, read – He, my kids read for a couple of hours a day easily. Wow. I made a purpose – they don't have technology. I mm. have an iPad. They have to ask permission and I need mm. to know what they want to use it for. Um, we don't have Xboxes. We don't have that sort of stuff. Tay has uh, – they have a – DS and he has to ask permission and that's only a school holiday thing and it's timed. He sets the timer when it goes off wow. and has to switch it off. That's so, so good. But he was, you know, but but that but it's easy to do when they're little. It's now going to be an issue because my daughter is now in high school, mm. friends are on Instagram mm-hmm. and I have said no, it's not going to happen. Mm. No, you're not having a phone. And this is an issue that I can see that we are going to argue about mm-hmm. She understands my reasoning, uh, but it's an issue that that she's an adolescent um, and about to become a teenager and like all teenagers, everyone wants to fit in mm-hmm. and I understand that. Mm-hmm. So, But my values and the values of other people are different and I'm basing my decision. I, you know, I don't think there is a blanket rule yeah. for kids to be online. I think it depends on the individual, on your values and I think it also comes down to life experiences. So because there is a psychological cost of being online mm-hmm. and I am trying to hold it off as long as possible yeah. and so that she can fully appreciate and understand what happens. Everybody wants to be liked and accepted. It's human nature and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter your age, but mm-hmm. it's particularly painful when you're a teenager, right? Well, when you're an adolescent, well, your and brain you're in high isn't school. fully developed, is Their it? Their brains like, are not fully yeah. developed, and they're not, especially the male brain, but they're just not. Yeah. So, and nor are their hormones. All of that, you know, all of that sort of it's, it's human nature. Yeah. So, 
there are a few different specialists that, that are, you know, are looking into all of this. Dr. Christy Goodwin's a good one to follow um, and, and, you know, she's quite sensible, you know, the, the positives and negatives about it. But, you know, it's easy to teach a child the intelligence behind the reason, like the reasoning as mm-hmm. to the – as to look, this is fake. The images are done, and I've showed my children how yeah. images can be manipulated, and then they, they've all seen it. That's easy to teach, and and intellectually they go, yeah, 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 I get it. However, trying to manage the psychological impact that automatically happens yeah. when they don't get a like, or they see an image of somebody else having fun that they mm-hmm. weren't invited to, yeah. that that. Thought process where it's like I wasn't invited, nobody mm-hmm. likes yep. me, you know, I'm not good enough. I have less likes than them. That is incredibly difficult Yeah. To well, do. we didn't even really think about yeah. it until this girl. This girl said she like we, we were talking, we'll say like how do you talk at school, like how do you like be friends and whatever. And she's like, oh, we compare Instagram accounts, like we look at our amount of likes that we get on every photo, how many how many followers you have is very important at school, like because it means how cool you are. I was like, are you for real? I was, my mouth dropped open. I was, I was like, just I like, can't believe that. And I think okay, I, and this is something they can't control, right? Yeah. So you remember when you're in high school, everybody wants to be in a group oh my God. and to have friends. It's so vital it's to, so to have someone. I know. I like think back to my cringe. high school and I'm like, I just was like Who so. Who thought that sticking hundreds of hormonal <laughs> teenagers and adolescents in the same place day after day was a good idea? Far out, idea. honestly. Who thought of that? I don't no know. Idea. So. That's bad enough in real life. It's and when so I went hard. through school, you know, you might have bought a magazine, right? Yeah. And this is the this is what uh, I've heard social media, Instagram particularly, but I've heard it referred to as a toxic mirror. Mm. Okay, because when I went through, you bought a Dolly magazine or a Cleo magazine yeah. or Nomad, whatever, but they Once were actors. Month. Well, I didn't even do that. Yeah. I, I just whatever, but they were actors or models yeah. and. They were people you expected to be exceptionally beautiful and rich. Yeah, and that's so true. And all of that. They were a whole different yeah. world. Now, these are your peers. Yeah. These are people your own age. And if you are measuring yourself, you know, they might in the in their mind think it's had a filter applied. Yeah. But that is not their emotional response. Yeah. Mm. And meanwhile, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like naturally these thoughts come through. But then you can like talk yourself. No, like that's actually fake. But still, you're getting the no, impact. And you just it. Said, you get it. I mean, this is how they're judging and their worth. Is I their do it too. They are. They're doing it. So yeah. their self worth is being judged on a metric that they have no control God. over. And it's like this is their reality because they're growing up with. Like I can see because it doesn't feel real to me because it came in later. But if I was in high school, it's it's just reality. Like well, remember, like being in high school and like. If someone didn't like you or if, like, you know, something weird happened, it's like the end of the world. Yeah. Like, I just remember and having so many end of these and world moments. And it's, yeah. and it's deeply, deeply painful. Yeah. You know, it's like a child being scared of the dark. You yeah. can't say to them, don't be silly. Yeah. There's nothing You're to so be scared right. of. Because to them, there is. Yeah. And it's very, very real. Yeah. And so when you're raising children and you're dealing with their anxieties, mm. with their concerns, you have to learn to say, I understand. I can see that this is your yeah. feelings are hurt, and girls in particular are very volatile. 
cool. Um, <laughs> I, it's quite. It's so much harder to be in high school as a parent than it was as a as the actual student. Really? It's so much harder because you can't protect your child. Yeah. They have to learn by experiences, and yeah, these experiences so are going to hurt. Um, and all I can do is try to keep the communication yeah. channels open, which we do. We work very hard at that and, and trying to reframe things. And I've said to my kids, you will never have a tougher time in your life than high school. Mm, yeah. it, is the, it was the worst time in my life. It wasn't a bad time, yeah. but every other time in my life was better. Yeah, yeah. I totally And miss- you think when you're in high school, though, you think this is It is. This it's is very real for them. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, that's true. That is your world. So, like, yeah, why yeah. Would, why wouldn't they think that? And and the, and every parent now says, "Wow, these kids are under so much more pressure than we ever were." Yeah. And a part of that is technology. Mm, yeah. So, as a forty-five-year-old woman, and with the women that I've worked with, when they're sitting there going, "I'm not enough," because everybody has a better life than me, <laughs> we can self-regulate to a certain extent. To a certain extent, we can have the thought process and the willpower to switch off. A lot mm. of women don't, mm. um, unfortunately, or find it hard. But but we can do that. We can mm-hmm. self-regulate yeah. to a certain extent. Children cannot. Mm. They cannot, you know, and it's also the whole selfie thing. Yeah. Um, the When you don't, when you, we grew up without having that focus on social media, we really it was very easy to not focus on self, mm-hmm. okay? You had outside focuses, sport, you know, um, school, whatever. Social media and this selfie thing in particular firmly puts the focus on self and image. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the materialistic looks. side you of everything, yeah. I just did not even think about that. I know. Because these people will be taking selfies of themselves maybe daily. Oh, these kids, hundreds, to get the right one. You're talking about 10-year-olds, even boys, checking the images. No, you can use that one, but that one's not good enough. So, um, you know, they're they're editing their image in order to fit and then you still have to go about real life. So crazy. You know, feeling like you don't have the mask on. Or feeling that you you don't match or you can't mm. you can't meet a certain standard. Mm. So people can say, okay, look, it's not a big deal, it's just a picture of yourself, and that is true. However, it puts the focus on the image and yourself. Mm. And whether or not, you know, a a person has the ability to uh disassociate perhaps their worth and that image is an individual question. And I also think, because I saw some comments um, before we did this interview on an article where people were asked, you know, do you think it's true that Instagram in particular or social media is extremely toxic and damaging? And there were a lot of comments about, well, no, that's just a load of BS, particularly coming from men. Okay, you thought you should be able no, you should be able to tell the fakery and if you get caught up in that then that's your own stupid fault, la da 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 that kind of comment. Yeah. And what I think is that it depends on your life circumstances. If like when I was in my twenties, life was unstoppable. If your career is fantastic or your business is going really mm. well, your love life is great, mm-hmm. you're healthy, yeah. you you feel great. Yeah. 
then yeah, the imagery yeah. means nothing mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. You are not so triggered true. by it in yeah. any way. So true, so true. If, however, one or more of those areas of your life are in, you are in struggle mm-hmm. over them, you are feeling pain over them, or you know, you you are not where you would like to be, then that imagery can trigger mm-hmm. terrible thoughts and emotions come from those thoughts now i'm sorry but adolescents are pretty much feeling vulnerable in every area of their life how do they fit who do they fit with you know do they like me you know it anybody can think back to high school and think about that yeah Mm -hmm. so i'm pretty sure everyone would agree on that even like people who you talk to and they looked like they had it all sorted in high school they didn't they yeah like the people in the in in, this is again inverted commas the the popular popular group group, like of course you talk talk, yeah and you talk to them they were the same struggles everyone's but you can now relate that to business as an adult Mm. Okay, you, when you read enough about businesses and you realise that even people who yes. are super, we all have appear same. super successful yeah. have self-doubt. Yeah. So true. Hello, we're human. Yeah. Okay, but for kids, they, they're not, they don't have the skill set yet or the understanding because it is, they are still self-focused. Children yeah. are self-focused. Yeah. It's all about yeah. them, right? And as adults and parents, we actually – reinforce that because we've put so much attention and focus on supporting them and to a certain extent that is absolutely necessary yeah so trying to get them you know part of raising them is trying to help them understand that it's actually not all about them and and giving them the coping skills and the cognitive skills to disassociate their worth from imagery and what other people think hello i am still working on that at 45 yeah so i am mindful and quite concerned about adding a layer of this to my children's lives before I need to. And, you know, and a bit of it, it's actually selfish. It is going to require a bucket load of work on my part to monitor and support my children through that. So um, a good friend of mine, she has a 17-year-old and a 15-year-old daughter and she said 80% of her arguments, family arguments, are based on what is an appropriate age-appropriate image to be sharing. Really? really? What sort of images are they sharing? Uh, well, they're not um, overly, overly yeah. bad. But, you know, you're talking about girls. Look, the, Well, I'm thinking like some young girls look so much older than they are. Of course are. they do. All girls look older than they well, are I now. never did. <laughs> I, I said now. I yeah, now. now. It's a now I thing, right? I look like I was eight when I was 15. Well, I didn't, I didn't get boobs until like I was in year 11, <laughs> I think. But with but, um, the right filter and the right pose, yeah. you can pull anything off. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And makeup, there's makeup and then, tutorials. And then, you, so, and then you get more likes for the sexy poses and the boys like you. So it's like and that well, is that's why you put them on the there. the most popular pages, and then I was only reading some research on this the other day, the most popular pages featuring females are a bit TNA you know orientated it's it's look orientated yeah Mm. the most successful pages of men are cash cars you know wealth orientated Mm -hmm. success orientated so what does that say about our world and now when you talk to parents and because I rely on the mothers who have been before Mm. me they are my greatest allies and my greatest source of information Mm. I research and I talk to experts absolutely but the women at the coalface the women in the trenches man I rely on what they say and there is now competi- – it, it's a competition for these girls to, to outdo the others, to outsex the last oh my God. one, you know. And, you know, so for boys, the, the scary thing is – and I was talking to 
to one mum and about her 16-year-old son and she said, I know he has seen hardcore porn online. Mm. She said because, you know, they're out there that can access it anywhere. It's so accessible. It's not at my place, someone else's yeah. place. They've all got a phone. Yeah. She said, and I'm constantly trying to say to him, that is not what women are like. That is not real life. That is not God. how it works. And then when you talk to um, some doctors just here on the Gold Coast, and there was a story ran about it when they were talking about girls as young as 15 presenting with anal tears and things because oh they, feel, know, right? they feel obligated to perform uh, in a certain way. And boys, it's not that these guys are um, – boys are – not decent humans. They mm. just don't know any different. Because they've seen that. They think that's what they a don't sexual know. experience should be. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So for, you know, and my husband and I have talked about this because I'm raising a girl and a boy. Yeah. And I, I, I'm trying to raise them both as feminists. Um, but, uh, you know, we talked about even when I was – my husband's five years older than me. I mean, you know, it was – males had to work really hard to access, you know, a picture of – a boob, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, especially like young boys, like it'd be like the magazines, yeah, steal your dad's magazines like, or something, hide it under the bed. It was tame. The playboy, yeah. it was tame. This well, didn't move and did it. No. Anything you could possibly imagine and worse. Bloody hell. So, and there's a there's actually there's research and there's a lot of talk going on about this and about how because when you when well, that's you like see what the internet desensitized to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, it's just every day. It's like it's like car accidents are every day. You you become desensitized yeah. to it. So trying to educate yeah, that's so true. young people about what is okay, what's not, what's real life and what's not, what's respect, what does it look like. You know, when we made mistakes as teenagers, nobody knew. Yeah, you could hide You it. had to confess, right? <laughs> <laughs> they were the good old days. Now – you can be online in a second. Oh, yeah. You know, like another Scary. friend of mine. And kids raised- are cruel. Like yeah, they take yeah. a photo and they share it and it's on there forever. So a couple of examples. Another girlfriend who raised two girls or is still in the pro- – one is now left home, another one raising. But, you know, um, a girl pressured to take a photo down a top, which she did, and sent mm-hmm. to the boy. Now this mum dragged her daughter to the police station. For a lecture about how dangerous that oh, wow. was, it was contained, but that's what she did to try to get the message across yeah. that that this is dangerous. And and I've heard of other things where kids in school have found pictures, made fun of vulnerable kids, put it, made it into a meme, and sent it out into the world. Oh, oh my god, so sad. So as a parent, I actually have very little control about what my children are going to be exposed to. Mm. And what could potentially happen to them online? And I was in, listening. There's a really interesting podcast episode. I'm actually I haven't finished it, but it's on the Sam Harris Awaken. Oh yeah, podcast. I'll listen to that. And I was just listening to it today because it's about um, what technology is doing to our brain and yeah. everything. And oh. this is another thing that people that. just so you you're all aware of pixels, right? And yeah. The Facebook algorithm and what and but most people are not. This is why Donald Trump supporters believe that they're right because Facebook. <laughs> Serves up more of what you're interested yeah. in. Yeah. Okay. So when you click, I on forget the link, that people don't know that, and then people will be don't. like, "There was magic. I looked on your thing, and then I saw your ad." I'm like, "Yeah, we planned that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we so do for that. business. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But people but, don't know. Yeah. Now on this, God, it's like hardcore propaganda, Tristan, really, isn't it? Gee. So the guy that Sam's interviewing, fascinating. He used to work for Google, and it's all about persuasion. Fascinating. Oh, wow. So I must listen. Meanwhile. 
So for Google, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, all of it, the longer you are on screen, the more money they make. So they are spending millions and millions and millions of dollars to hire hundreds and hundreds of very clever people to work out how to keep you on screen for longer and how and what triggers what persuades you mm. to stay and to keep clear and people think because when Facebook first came along and phones I, I wasn't on it so much but I'm more and more on it now than ever yeah. and when you listen to that interview and I'll send you the link but yeah when you listen to that interview you realize actually They've designed it that way. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So people don't realize that this is what's happening on in the background because yeah. Facebook is about money. Yeah. Everything is about the internet is about money. It's about businesses making money, and that that's fine. But none of this came along with a north star in terms of ethics or values. Mm. This is, it was described in that podcast interview as the Wild West. Mm. Yeah. It has just been created like, and there is no boundaries. No rules. Yeah, and no rules and like we're all figuring it out just yeah. as we, we go. Yeah. yeah. And our children yeah, are the guinea so pigs. Yeah, that's so So when I interviewed Dr. Christie, and again, I'll send a link for your show notes, but when I interviewed Dr. Christie about the health impact of technology being used in schools, I talked to her about it because I'm worried about yeah. my kids being on on a screen yeah. all the time, especially at night. Yeah. Light, like disrupting. Well, I mean, yeah, we've yeah. all read it. We all sleep, know about disrupts that. Disrupts your yeah. hormones. Yeah. And, and as a teenager, that's when your hormones are laying down the God. track. So right? crazy. So, and I learned this from a holistic GP friend of mine, and she said during, you know, adolescence for boys and girls, your hormone, there's no track. So as it starts, it, it's like a goat track. Your hormones are trying to work it. I'm sorry, no one can see me. I'm, I'm pointing up and down my body. It's laying the pathway. It's mm. trying to build the highway by which all of that information is going to travel through your body nice wow. and smoothly as an adult. When you disrupt sleep, when you create extra stress, your hormones are disrupted. Mm -hmm. So your hormone hormonal pathways are not developed Jeez. effectively as an adolescent, which leads to reproductive issues yeah. as an adult because and then add on all the food and the toxins and everything it's like oh my yeah, god so this, the world <sighs> this is a whole new layer yeah and like i said at the beginning we are at the coffee we're the first we're yeah. working it out as we go along because yeah. we were given no other option mm -hmm. but we're not but we're trying to play catch up to understand what's really going on and Dr. Christie said to me, said she, she agreed, yes, our children are guinea pigs mm -hmm. here. We will not know the effects yep. that any of this is having on them until they're 40-year-old yeah. adults. Mm. And that's a little bit frightening because it's as a 40-plus-year-old adult, I've got enough issues to deal yeah. with and I didn't even have yeah. to deal with that. Well, because it's – and it's also like the light and the brain developing as well. Like I read an article about how it impacts your brain, especially the young kids. And I mean, you see – toddlers on the phones now and i'm just like i hope they're not on them the and whole it does day. because and yeah that's <gasps> one of the other health it does it, it it impacts their um the their brain development their eyesight their posture uh, yeah the posture oh, the, like, posture. the posture freaks me out oh. like i'm like oh my we gosh we're gonna kids, like, like i swear people yeah. are gonna evolve and their head's just gonna be like horizontal to the oh. ground like because when you walk out of school now when i walk out of school or walking into school to do pickup, it's quite frightening. 
because every kid waiting in the car park, oh especially in the high school, so they've all got their head over a device. So Either they're not a talking laptop. to each other. No one is talking. Oh, my gosh. No one is having a laugh. No one is kicking Playing a ball around. around. They are all on a device. They are all on a phone oh or a God. laptop. Um, oh, how different what we Not have. as much in junior school. Yeah. But certainly not. Even walking in, they're talking on a phone, they're scrolling. I mean, imagine that. Like, how fun was like lunchtime in your group of friends where you'd chat, you'd play? Like, I mean, they're not allowed to have devices out during. Oh, that's good. Well, their phones, but they've got their laptops and they can access Uh, the internet. So, and I don't have a say in it. As a parent, I have no say in what the schools Mm. decide, but I have to manage it. Mm. So. You know, and it does. It creates friction in the in the family because my values and decisions, mm. are, you know, I'm quite. This is the way it's going to be, mm-hmm. and I won't give in to peer pressure, mm-hmm. even though my child would like me to. And she, then they see their friends who can go on their phone lots the of whole friends time. Who already have a phone? They have yeah. an iPhone. I'm like, I've only just got an iPhone. Like, yeah, you know, and I only replace them when they break. Yeah, but. <sighs> And all I can do is explain my reasons. Look, and I've got um, a, another friend who has done, wh- who's two of her three daughters are now in high school. And she introduced her girls were, I think she said 11 and 12 when they wanted to be on social media, on Instagram. And so she started them by allowing them to have access to her account and mm-hmm. following their friends via her account. And Looking at imagery and talking idea. about, well, is that appropriate or what do you think about that, that sort of thing. And then they were allowed to have a shared account, um, sisterly, a, a sisterly type of one, and they use, but they were not allowed to post pictures of mm. themselves. So they did, you know, uh, inspirational quotes and, okay. and, and nature shots and so things like that. It's like just having that. like boundaries kind of Very thing. Very strict yep. boundaries. And, and, of course, mum is an admin and, and yep. can see and do everything. And they now have their own accounts but – Again, mum is there and there are limits around Mm -hmm. what they can and can't do with it. It's one step at a time Mm -hmm. and I highly respect her decisions to do that and Mm -hmm. the way she's gone about it. And yet, you know, I know of other boys, same grade, open slather Instagram accounts and they have no idea who's following them and all that sort of stuff. But I think it's an individual thing And, and you have to have the time, you have to have the awareness to put into it. Because just like we learnt how to manage bullying and we're still learning how to deal with that um, and that still comes up and, yes, we're aware of the risk of sexual exploitation and so on, I I personally feel like those things are minor compared to the potential mental health issues and anxiety and, and psychological uh, struggles mm. that we can present to kids who may not yet be ready for mm. it. Well, I guess, and it's hard as well because it's like, you know, technology, as we said before, like it brings opportunity too. So, yeah. like, technology is bringing opportunity to these kids, which is awesome. But then, like, it out, you know, the damages probably really might outweigh the opportunity in some certain can't avoid circumstances. It. You know, my, my daughter will say to me, you know, I am going to. Be there, but I'm like, absolutely, sweetheart. Yeah. You are going to have a phone. You are going to be on social media. Yeah. Absolutely. It is all coming, as is so many other things mm. in your life. And we will, you know, 
I'm perfectly aware that this is coming in. Yeah. And if I'm honest, I've just been putting it off until I, yeah. I can create the as mental space <laughs> to decide, okay, what's the first step? Yeah. yeah. And how will I help her deal with that? Because it also came up, you know, um, issues like unliking someone. Yeah. Who, and this was raised by, by a parent who, whose child had to unlike someone because they didn't, mum didn't like the imagery that was being posted. Oh. And so, and then you have to take that into the playground. Why, why are you no longer following me? Yeah. Or why, oh that sort of thing. So, oh, it's just, I would, I think it's just, a, it's an awareness thing, mm-hmm. right? If we can be aware that it's not just the done thing, mm-hmm. that yes, it's there, yes, it's all going to happen, mm-hmm. but this is what to look out for yeah. and how are we going to do that? And 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 to not just like give the phone and give the Instagram yeah. and like, let it go free. Well, I think that's like it's great because, Rach, you you know social media. You're on it. Yeah. Some some people your age aren't on social media. Lots of My husband's not. Yeah. And so <laughs> like all. so if yeah. their kid came up to them and was like, oh, I really want this because I want to be on the phone because all my friends have it, like they might be more inclined to say yes because they have no idea about or social Or then there's media. the other people who are like on social media using it for businesses. Like, hell yeah, like start get on social media yeah. so you can learn, so you can like get in front for and business. And again, that's why I said I think it's an individual yeah. thing. And I think whether you're 45 or 14, mm. it has to be something that you can uh, – that you understand and that can be managed. And as a parent – you know, I, I'm around parents that, that mostly take a lot of, you know, I, I heard a story of, of um, a parent who recently that gave their child, um, I, I believe 13 or something, a, a phone, mm. but installed an app on it to see, you know, what oh. the usage was and was shocked to see that that child had been on the phone for 13 hours. Oh, God. In a day. <gasps> 13 hours? A day? A I kid? think it's a, like a new thing. Oh, God. I want to get that. I should get that for my phone. I'm like, oh. You've probably, I don't, well, I've done it, but but I've had had the app on the computer so I could see what my productivity was. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not very productive. Way too much. (laughs) You know, how much time was going there. Look, I I really do think it's an individual thing. I don't think that there's a right and wrong Mm. answer to everything. You know, obviously there are some cut and dried things, black and white things, but I would just love for everyone to be, aware that there's this psychological trigger and that adolescents can be particularly – and I think most parents are – look, I am no expert on this because I haven't even got into Mm. that boat yet and I am holding up on the But you've thought about it though. Yeah. And that's like – I think that's why it's so good to talk to you because it's like, you know, we're talking to you before they're on it. So it's like (laughs) that you put the thought in. It's like – Come back to you in a few years. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Right. Yeah, I'll be yeah. like, what happened? <laughs> By then, who knows what yeah. it will all be like. Yeah, we might have phones in our arms or something. Hey, sure, my, they will be teaching me, I'm sure, because yeah. every generation thinks they know better than, than their parents <laughs> and to a certain extent they do. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like, in um, certain things, yeah. Well, you know, my mum is on Facebook and my grandmother, who turns 90 this year, Aww. every time mum takes a photo, she goes, you're pushing me on that Facebook thing, are you? <laughs> you know, How cute. She, she, but she doesn't mind, but she's got no idea. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just – it's a very difficult thing. I like to do things uh, 
properly. Mm. Um, and so I'm probably more uptight and too uptight mm. than other parents and that's okay too. Yeah. We'll all work our way through mm-hmm. it. And like I said, I'm super grateful for those people that go before me. But, yeah. Um, and despite the fact that how much I, I talk to my kids about what is happening mm. in their thought processes, you know, it's like even helping them achieve something, whether it be to do something well. And they're like, I can't do this. I'm no good at this. And I have to talk to them about that's just your, you, that's just your fear talking mm. to you. You can do this. You've done yeah. it before. And, you know, I've taught them tapping. I've taught them that, but it's still hard work yeah. to try and teach a child that, yes, you are, you can do this. You are worthy. You are enough. Even if you fail, you don't need to be worried because it's a, it's still a success driven society. It's still wow. an achievement driven society yeah. for children that that's okay, that you're allowed to fail. You don't have to get it right every time or the first time. It's hard work. Yeah. Mm. So I'm actually very nervous of throwing in a whole new situation where I have to say it doesn't matter how many likes mm-hmm, you got, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who follows you, it doesn't matter what you look like. And I try to, for my daughter in particular, model behaviour, it doesn't matter what I look yeah. like. Mm. I think that's the best lesson that a mum can give a oh, daughter. It's very, very hard. Oh, yeah. I, I can, can imagine that too. Oh, God. But I did, like... Because I know, like, I love my mum, love her, but she did worry about what she looked like. But and every woman does. I, I know. Yeah. But I've – and I think, like, having that, it's like, okay, when I have children, if I have a daughter, I will try my hardest not to be like that. Or well, like, I, I think it's one of the most powerful. And, again, another uh, friend um, <clears throat> said with her daughter that, that you know, this self-image, self-worth stuff – has very much come up mm-hmm. with social media and she went out and bought a bikini, a plus-size mum, and she said, I went out and did it and I sh- flashed it everywhere because if I can't model yeah. acceptance, how can I expect exactly. my teenage daughter to accept so herself? True. And, and, I mean, if we all do it, it's like that's teaching everyone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like if we model it. I mean, because you can make that's yourself. That's why we do like, like we do our videos, we do our makeup videos with no makeup on now. We don't care. Like, we, we're just like. Gotta... If I looked like you, I would too. Oh. <laughs> but like. No makeup. This but, week, yeah, no. like no makeup. Like we're just like stuff it. Like, but we got a comment the other day. We're like, so glad you girls do it. Your videos a la natural. And I was like, oh, like I actually didn't even know. Yeah, it's just like been we're practicing. But in the start. Oh, it never would have done that. Never would have. I would have been like, oh my god, I have to go do my makeup. I have to do my hair. Like, I have to do, get a spray tan. Rah, rah, rah. We can't do a video today. I like, know. No way. Like I look terrible. And now it's just like practicing because, like, I. But want- it is, and it, but it's so hard because most other people online are not like us. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> then you compare. Like, like most, not most but people but love most you for who you are, right? Yeah. And for that element. And my most successful posts for the women that you know are in my sort of realm mm. are the dirty dishes in yeah the, sink, the real the stuff brass. absolutely yeah, totally. my failure is my biggest success yeah. yes yeah so, but for with my daughter you know she looks at me mommy you, you're so beautiful so at the moment you girls know that i'm having this skin cancer treatment so i've got this thing and i've said do you know selfies today and then i went isn't that ironic because here we are talking about something yeah. so i'm walking around yeah. and i'm okay because it's but this is the type of behaviour I need to model yeah. for, mm-hmm. for my daughter that um, you can't 
fake life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you try, you won't be happy. Yeah. And learning to accept yourself for and and I've written about this for my my age group. Mm. Imperfections are not flaws. Mm-hmm. They are not mistakes. They are not something that needs to be corrected. And what a terrible way to live your life. Um, I, when I, I bought some swimwear, because I now have the body of a woman who's had two children. Mm. It is not light, tight and bright like it used mm-hmm, to be. Mm-hmm. However, you know, wouldn't it be a terrible to go through life not enjoying being down on the beach mm-hmm. because you're worried about your butt hanging out the back of your swimwear or the muffin top or the roll or the wrinkles. I will say that I didn't like my first grey hair. I'm, I'm pretty okay with everything else. <laughs> But that first grey hair was a little bit confronting. Oh, my God. I had to deal with my first grey hair at like age 18. Can't get grey hairs really young. Yeah. But yeah. you think it's a zinc deficiency, yeah, right? Me and, my, me and my best friend both got grey hairs like the same Have time. I had any yet? I don't think I have and, any yet. Um, I like Googled it. Apparently, it's a zinc deficiency. And I was I was deficient in zinc, so I started taking zinc. But um, 18, grey hair. Well, you won't have to worry about it now. When See, you're already you had it now. And I feel like I'm going to be able to handle it better deal, my I, little sister I, had it. I dealt with it fine. <laughs> you know, How weird so is it's that? Like, hey, you know what? Be proud of yourself. Dress, yeah. uh, you know, and I, I say to my daughter, you know, yes, it, it's great. You've got to feel good about yourself. So yeah. do, do what you need to do to feel yep. good for you yes. not to impress yes. anyone else not for totally. external validation and which that, is a hard lesson <laughs> and it is because at what point are you feeling confident in yourself based on the image that you're you're projecting and how God. you look and how you, you know because it's like a mask it's like makeup yeah. is this mask yeah. go okay now I'm I can go into the world because I feel safe yeah mm, right yeah. so um, true be, and that is the world that we've grown up with because, yeah. you know, men are and, – and I've explained again to women of my age group, women needed to – way, 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 way back in the dim dark ages where women were property, okay, in mm. order for a woman to survive, they needed to find a man who would mm. look after them because men owned property, they – you know, the house, the pigs, the cows, mm. whatever. Mm. So women had to be married to survive, mm. They, so they either had a father to look after them or a husband to look after them. Mm-hmm. So they needed to make themselves attractive to get a husband. God, it's so crazy to think about this. And that is where the whole idea of makeup and all of it, it was about. To impress, yeah. They, well, it was survival. Mm. They weren't allowed to own property or to have money or anything oh like that. So you needed a man. And now we still have this kind of hangover yeah. where we need to impress a man. We don't, it's not the same, but it's It's still, still there, there though, isn't it? This like need, it's this, this, this natural thing. Drive to be attractive and the media, advertising, mm-hmm. it pushes it and pushes it and pushes it and it, that's another one of those things that just happens and we have not been aware mm. of it. And, yes, we can intellectually be told that, yes, these images are not are not real. But psychologically, it still triggers yeah. our fears over whether or not we're good enough. And as I say to women, it, it always comes down to, you know, especially at my age group, is he still going to love me? I no longer have mm. my 20-year-old body. I've had two kids and I've got grey hair and I'm saggy and I'm mm. this and I'm that. And, man, you could go down that rabbit hole for, for many, know. many years. Or you can go, you know what, screw it. I am who I am and I am enough and I'm just going to suck the marrow out of life regardless of what's on the canvas, right? Because the canvas is 
you know, that's life. Mm. All of these blemishes, every scar, every it, – it's survival, right? I love that so much. So good. I love that. Yeah, we, you two have still got a pretty fresh canvas going on. But, but I think it's so important, like, mm. to, to have that belief – from the youngest, youngest age, age possible, like if I mean, like that's the whole point of life, right? Like to freaking enjoy it and like connect it's like to when people was and like talking oh. about skin. She was like, you know, wrinkles—they're just happy lines. She's like, just means but they that are. What are you going to do? Happiness has been there, and it's like, yeah. don't yeah, don't like be stressed. It's, about and them. it's like you know, we could spend all this money and all this time feeling shit about them, or it's like, no, I'm going to spend money on. Enjoying my life and being like, this is what I look like and it's amazing. Self-worth is the hardest thing to learn. Yeah. Because we're taught in our society to reach metrics. Yeah. Okay, right. So raising children um, who are A achievers and, you know, you need to be an A. A's are important, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you can achieve them, that's great. If you can't, then you suck. Yeah. Okay, in in the child's mind, Mm -hmm. you know, the kids who do well at sport get badges and get to yep. go on stage, everybody else. And I've had to say to my kid, there's only ever one that wins. Yeah. Everybody else is a loser. Yeah. Like everybody else. There's always going to be someone better. Even when you're the best, you're still going to be overtaken by someone who's better at some point. If that is how you judge your worth, you will never be happy yeah. because you'll never get there. And so if you judge your self-worth based on how many likes you have, someone's always going to beat you. Mm-hmm. Someone's always going to be prettier. Someone's always going to be better. Someone's always going to be more popular. Yeah. So you ta- it's a metric-driven society. How much money do you have in the bank? Where do you live? Yeah. What's your postcode? It's a, it's a metric-driven society. Yeah. So, you, And when I interviewed you girls for the paper, that it's like I said to you, I, I, I'm so a little envious that you know so much at such a young age because I knew nothing. I was chasing metrics at your yeah. age. I was chasing success. And now I'm having to relearn what success actually yeah. is for me and to accept because aging happens and I am not into – I have girlfriends who are happy for Botox and I oh my love gosh. them. You know, the boob job, the Botox. But that's their choice. Yeah. Mm. And I don't judge them for that and because I think life's too short to beat yourself up about the choices that you make mm-hmm. as hard yeah. as that is. So I am now entering that stage of age. And it's a little confronting. I won't mm. say that I'm doing it well because uh, it is freaking me out a little bit. Yeah. You know, menopause is coming. I'm like, what? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, what? That's for old women. And yeah. it's like, holy shit. <laughs> That's me. That's me. <laughs> so I don't want to be defined by a metric. And I think I every generation gets younger. Like my yeah. mum and dad are in their mid-60s and they certainly don't act like grandparents or what my grandparents yeah. did. Yeah. I told right? my uh, grandparents. Parents, my grandparents was six. I, dad's sixty. Mum's like what? She's fifty nine. Fifty eight. Fifty eight. They mom. did not seem like they that age. They did not seem like that age. But then grandma and grandpa always seemed so old. But they were a different generation, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So my grandparents, you know, and I, I had the type of grandmothers that well, well, one worked, one worked on the farm, but you know, it's it's that traditional yeah. stereotypical yeah. type. You know, I learned how to crochet from one yeah. of them, and and my whereas my children have my parents. One, we own a surf shop, so there's the surf. You know, my dad is like so childish. Yeah, you know, they travel the world. And yeah, like they're not to get their divorce. Different. And, yeah, know, there was no such thing as that for yeah. my grandparents. You know, so they're very active, and they mum works full time. 
completely different yeah. type of grandparent, my, whereas my husband's parents are retired and that sort of thing. So, but it's so we're all staying younger, and not, which I think is a great because age is going to happen, mm-hmm. ladies, whether you're like, you know, and wrinkles are going to happen mm-hmm. and pigmentation happens and, and you know, sagging happens. Yeah. And it just happens. So you either learn to just say, oh, accept it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you keep resisting, you're just always unhappy. You're unhappy and then if you do the surgery thing, which I'm like so okay with people having surgery and the Botox thing if they choose to do it. But like I've seen people go too far as well and it's like like it looks so fake as well though, which I think is – I don't think you can – I try not to to, (laughs) – No, but I – Try not to judge. Whoops, I just judged. (laughs) (laughs) But like – You're saying – you're coming from the perspective of – Someone in their twenties. Yeah, and that's I'm, true. That's I'm true. in my forties. True, and I understand yeah. how they feel. And yeah. I've interviewed some the why people. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. So I wish they didn't feel that way. Yeah, yeah. But I understand that that's what they need. Yeah, and I hope that that's enough yeah. for yeah. them. I like hope you that hope it that gives them what they need, and it yeah. made them feel happier, so that they can and go have and more be self-worth. happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know because it. It's diff- different things for different yeah. people at different so stages true. of so life. So true. You know, like one of my best friends, we're yin and yang. Mm. I'm the health, all natural. I'm going to be the natural corpse. She's she she won't be. You know, she's I'm natural therapist. She's yeah. Okay. She's you know GP like all the way, and I totally respect. Yeah, and we laugh about it, and it's all great. So. She'll be the Botox smoothed out corpse, and that's yeah. okay. <laughs> that's okay because she'll be happy in her life, and yeah. I'll be happy yeah. in mine. Yeah. So, it. But it's about saying, okay, I'm okay with with who I am and the decisions yeah. I make. Don't do it to make someone else happy. Yeah. If that's what you're going to do, do it to make you happy. Yeah. Absolutely. You yeah. know. So there's a difference. Between, there's a fine line between yeah. doing it for confidence and doing it to impress and fit in. Yeah. Totally. And I just hope. To goodness that I can raise two kids that can tell the difference, yeah, and believe in themselves regardless of what they achieve, what they look like, who likes them, who doesn't like them, and they have the mindfulness to be able to disassociate from whatever happens mm. on technology. I love it. That's a good goal. So good. And I reckon the one thing like that I got from you know this chat, well, not I got a lot from it, but like communication, like that is like going to be the thing that kind of enables that to happen. Like if you can have this open communication with your kids, I think that will solve – well, not solve, but it will help this whole like technology. and With every relationship, I think. Yeah, that That's is true. Like, that is true. Talk, people. Yeah, like and, <laughs> like, and it's okay. Let's get it out in the open. And talk about the bad stuff. Yeah. And it's okay to talk about the bad stuff. The bad stuff. stuff, the good stuff and everything. Your kids yeah. need a safe place to yeah. land. Yeah, totally. And, yeah, being able to talk it through – and it's hard because kids don't always want to talk to their parents. Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember not wanting to talk to my yeah. parents. If things go south, they need some, yeah. you know, totally. without judgment. It's not easy. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, wow, if anybody's got the answers, send them through. Yeah, I reckon. So oh, we're so all, good. Yeah, I love that I know, talk. It's so good. We're always you know out of time. I want to say one more thing. What's so good about <laughs> talking about this stuff, it's like a different – But wait, there's more. It's like such a – Stop it. It was really cool because it's like 
different age, different perspective and like we understand more and we can empathise more and we can like see other people's perspectives. Like I just am like, oh, like I feel like I've learned so much. So Yay. I'm grateful. <laughs> Still want to talk to the merry mum. Yeah, we can get merry mum on here. Um, yeah, we're always grateful for our guest time and yes. especially grateful for you joining us on the merry cow. Oh, yes. Thank you for so having fun. me. I loved um, it. Before we get to our very last question, where should everybody go online to – because online, you have to go online, everybody, to find yeah, your not Rachel's house about what you do. Uh, all the links to all the different things is rachelljansen.com.au. Easy. It's just the home base. Perfect. Boom. And that link will be in our show notes so you can go and check it out. And thinking about our conversation or life, your life in general, what do you think is the merry mantra of the week? Oh, Wow. I should have prepped that. I prepped everything else. You had some we good didn't ask I, you. I reckon you had <laughs> – some good stuff about fakery and life. Oh, yeah. I thought that was good what you said. <sighs> or the marrow one, the suck the marrow out. Yeah, I, I like that. that. Yeah, that probably belongs to someone else somewhere along the line. <laughs> so now one's a bone marrow. <laughs> you know, I think, I think, you know, it's about accepting what is and living regardless. Mm. Mm. I like that. I like that a lot. Accept what is and live regardless. Oh, Write that one down. Put that one on the wall. <laughs> I don't know about that. I should have prepped that. No, it was good. I, I love like it. that. <laughs> well, that's my mantra the best at the moment. Accept what is. Yeah, and yeah it's the so best true. ones just come out. You don't need to prep for and, it. And You're it, amazing. It is about that. Like it's like we if we accept what we have now, then we can move on to live. Except if we don't accept it, it's like we're just stuck in our well. heads and we're dwelling and mm. we're feeling negative and shit. Yeah, resistance oh. is futile. What mm. movie is that from? I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, but yeah, accept and live regardless. Yes, I, love I love it. it. Love it. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you for having me. So love you lots. Love you too. Love you, love you. <laughs> softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.